today's poem comes from an American poet um, called Robert Duncan. So I first read um, the poem, the first one that you'll hear today. Um, and then I you know, started kind of doing my usual investigation of um, you know, who this author was, which I actually hadn't heard of. And then I read, um, I read some stuff about him and his life, and um, it's actually really interesting. Um, but they talk about a lot of themes that, you know, a lot of his writing was kind of circled around, which I'll get into in a bit. But um, I really just didn't, like, get that vibe from the first poem. Uh, so I, like, looked and found another poem that, um, that makes the second one. That is, um, what's the title? gosh it's late <laughs> um, well anyway they're both about they're both about childhood um, in different ways um, but I'm gonna tell you a little bit about his his life um, so he um, was a part of um, this movement uh, based around a school, I guess it was, and it was called the Black Mountain School of Poetry, so I guess it was called the Black Mountain Movement. That's interesting, I'd never heard of it, um, so I looked into it, and it was very, um, I think it sort of was like a little, like, beat, beatnik, maybe beatnik before beatnik, uh, Bushwick beatnik, I don't know. Anyway, um, and a lot of the themes in his, uh, in his in his poems are are very sort of magical and um i like i like this story about him so he was uh adopted at an early age um by some by a, you know a um a couple and the reason they selected him was based on his um i guess astrology sign um i kind of love that that's so weird uh yeah and um his parents' chosen religion was theosophy, so sort of a cultish, Aleister Crowley-ish, and, uh, and uh, that sort of permeates a lot of his works, particularly the second one that I, I would consider maybe more representative um, of, of his uh, over. And uh, I will, um, he, he just has, he's done some interviews and stuff in the past. And um, I'm just going to read some of the, some of the quotes. Um, and they're all in the citations um, and, the, and the notes. Um, a longing grows, so this is from him. A longing grows to return to the open composition in which the accidents and imperfections of speech might awake intimations of human being. There is a natural mystery in poetry. We do not understand all that we render up to understanding. I study what I write as I study out any mystery. A poem, mine or another's, is an occult document, a body awaiting vivisection, analysis, x-rays. Uh, then there's another one, another nice, nice one. Um, I work at language as a spring of water works at the rock to find a course, and, and so blindly. In this, I am not a maker of things, but 
if maker, a maker of a way, for the way is itself. That's a really very Taoist. <laughs> um, and then the final quote is, I acquire language lore. What I am supplying is something like grammar of design or of the possibilities of design. Yeah, I guess it's interesting um, to consider, like, you know, I've heard po poems described in a lot of ways in a sort of unflattering way. I've heard poetry described as what's left over, you know, after you've done all the stuff in prose. And I find that, uh, no offense, kind of insulting. <laughs> um, but I think uh, Duncan is uh, sort of saying that the poet is almost like a researcher, um, a discoverer. And, uh, I don't know, does the poem make something mysterious or does it resolve a mystery? I think that was the first, that was from the first quote. Um, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Um, and the, there is a very magical quality about his poems. So, um, yeah, I will be reading two today. Childhood's Retreat by Robert Duncan It's in the perilous boughs of the tree, out of blue sky. The wind sings loudest surrounding me. And solitude, a wild solitude's revealed, fearfully, high, I'd climb into the shaking uncertainties, part out of longing, part daring myself part to see that widening of the world, part to find my own, my secret hiding sense and place where from afar all voices and scenes come back, the barking of a dog, autumnal burnings, far calls, close calls, the boy I was cries out to me, hear the man where I am, look, I've been where you most fear to be. Often I am permitted to return to a meadow as if it were a scene made up by the mind that is not mine but is a made place that is mine. It is so near to the heart, an eternal pasture folded in all thought, so that there is a hall therein that is a made place created by light, wherefrom the shadows that are forms fall. Wherefrom fall all architectures I am. I say are likenesses of the first beloved, whose flowers are flames lit to the lady. She it is, queen under the hill, whose hosts are a disturbance of words within words that is a field folded. It is only a dream of the grass blowing east against the source of the sun in an hour before the sun's going down, whose secret we see in a children's game 
of ring around of roses told. Often I am permitted to return to a meadow as if it, it, it were a given property of the mind that certain bounds hold against chaos that is a place of first permission, everlasting omen of what is.